What is the purpose of power? There are countless answers, of course, from countless people, ranging from obvious to esoteric, from benevolent to craven. But for many people, power is its own reason, and they don't stop to consider why. In Amilta, there are noble demons, and there are horrors, and there is a wild world hostile to humanity. In the face of this, many want power to help others, to protect the things they see as worth protecting. But in the face of the noble demons, the horrors, and the mistakes of the past, it can be hard to imagine power as a good thing. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. your host, your king, your high-voltage battery. It's me, Cat. Yay! <laughs> Hello, Battery Cat. Battery Cat. With me today, we have Nick. Hi, everybody. We have got Kathleen. A joke about capacitance. <gasps> that was a good one. We have Kirsten. We do. And I guess I'm more steam-powered than battery-powered. That makes sense. Yeah. You are from the past, but you're not from that far in the past. Yeah. I could be. <sighs> Don't you have a steampunk phase on me? Not now. <laughs> no, no. It's like 10 years or more too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> steampunk is retro in its own way at this point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. Okay. All right. Everyone, please be on your best behavior. Sorry, I should have led with that. We have a guest. It is Dylan. Mowdy, every nyan. Terrible. Back in the closet. Perfect. <laughs> we're going to put you back up on your shelf and we're going to close the door. Horrible. Previously, on Sword of Symphonies, the party retrieved Falkwin's staff from the collection of the Chosen Emperor after having made an uneasy truce with the demon, despite Cobb's best intentions. The party then carried on across the desert to find the spear left there by Cobb's old navigator. It seemed to have decided quite easily that Tissa was the one for it, and now Tissa has two spears. Doesn't quite know what to do with that. And now we find ourselves at the monastery at Dunbarrow. It is a snowy day at Dunbarrow. It's not cold enough for the snow to stick to the ground, but the air is full of damp little flurries of it, and the sky is milky white. The last tooth looms in the distance, but the snow in the air obscures your vision of it. it makes it easy to pretend that you are a little bit farther from the world's greatest nest of demons. The monastery is quiet, as it usually is. In the distance there is a bright white light wandering through the woods as normal. Everything here is as normal as Theo returns to Dunbarrow. Oh boy. It's so great to be back. This is how Theo sounds now. Um, no. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Good choice. I got, Good I got choice. lost in the sauce there. Um, just, just, making, just making real harsh canonical decisions just at the drop of hey, a hat. Hey, I'm Theo. I've picked up smoking in my absence. <laughs> Three packs a day, and I eat the third one. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, 
yes, bundled up from the the cold, Theo returns from his journey to visit his mother's resting place in the Rhyme, um, wearing a heavy cloak over his um, robes, his monastery robes. Uh, he's changed a bit in his absence from the monastery, uh, hair grown a little bit wilder and, and longer, the raven locks um, sh- pretty stark against the the snowy background, um, tied up in a much higher, looser ponytail, less less proper, less clean than he was last here, and uh, bundled up, wrapped in in cloth, and slung over his shoulder is the uh, the crescent moon glaive that he carried with him, and at his side is his familiar Ira, letting out that familiar. Well, that's an inconvenient trick of language. Um, a reminiscent white light from the pure white flames emanating from her mouth. And as he sees the monastery, he just exhales and there's a puff of warm breath in the cold air. Okay. Yeah, Ira is probably pretty excited to be back home. He kind of just gives her a knowing look and tilts his head and lets her run off towards the monastery, following behind. Yeah. She takes off. I don't know if how attentive Theo is being to the surroundings as he approaches the monastery. Pretty lax, I would say. Okay. Yeah, there's kind of this snort of large animals from the barn. Nothing particularly unheard of. It is the barn after all. Where in the monastery is Theo headed? In a refreshing change of pace directly to his father's study. Yeah. I think what happens is you startle that big one-eyed fat orange cat off a banister. It was not expecting to see you. And it kind of gives a an affronted little meow as if it actually were a cat and scurries into the office ahead of you. Really? You haven't seen me in so long and all you can do is run away? All right. And I think when you go into the study, you see it perched on the bookshelf behind Callum, whispering to him as it does. And he does look at it and it's just like, now that's not very polite of you. You, oh, uh, you're, um, you're, you're back. Callum, yes. Um, cold, but back. He is not alone in the study. Oh. There is a girl, a bit younger than you, Theo, with sandy brown skin and hair about the same color, long wavy hair. She's also bundled up in a big fluffy coat with a big stack of books in front of her, but she is not looking at the books. She's mostly kind of sitting on the chair with her knees pulled up. And there's another figure next to her, someone again about your age, tall and lean with long dark hair. Uh, uh, my, my, my apologies. Um, no, no, I, please. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had guests. I'm Arcanist no. Roe. Um, well, the other one. Um, I'm Theodore. He blinks at this. This is, um, yes, this is, uh, Theodore or, uh, Theo as he prefers. Um, he's, uh, come from a long way. Uh, Theo, these are, uh. Fulquin and, and Rada. 
the girl in the chair just waves. Hello. Um, it's nice to meet you. Likewise, um, it's a mm. pleasure. Um, if I'm interrupting, I can see myself no. outside and I can wait to speak to you. Oh, no, no, no. Um, we've been staying at the monastery for a couple weeks. Mr. Callum's just teaching us about demons. Well, he's the person to ask. So we're not really doing anything we couldn't be doing another time. If, you know. Uh, if you're asking me to ask you to leave, that's a bit rude, but, um. <clears throat> oh, sorry. If you sorry, wouldn't mind. you're right. That is rude. Um, no, rude uh, of me. Um, um, you're fine. No, um, um, then if you will excuse me, I have business elsewhere. Come on, Rana. Yeah. And the, the other figure like gets up, gives kind of like a little two finger anime wave and just follows her out. I think Theo gives them plenty of room to exit, politely allowing them out and opens the door for them. Yes. Uh, I've, um, well, they don't intend to become arcanists. They, um, had a demon encounter that they needed an expert's help with and... You were all they could find? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, rather, they were sent by some mutual acquaintances of ours. Oh. Mm. I see. I guess right, I have but good timing. Enough, though. Um, how was your journey? Are you well? Are you hungry? Um, I could eat. I'm, I'm not starved or anything. Um... I'm going to take off my coat. Yes, um, please. You're, look, it's cold. Here, I don't bother the other one. Oh, he's not going to like that. He was just getting used to not having her around. And she was just getting used to being alone. So <clears throat> anyways, um, journey was fine. Um, I visited her grave. I'm sorry to start with the harder no. conversation, but... Uh, no. I, um... I'm glad that you did. House is still there, strangely enough. Well, hmm. barely can call it a house, but... Still there. Hasn't hmm. fallen down in the wind yet. Even back then, there were signs that it might. Suppose that old house was tougher than we gave it credit for. Well, she did build it herself, so... Mm. Maybe I was the one who should have had more faith after all. That uh, sounds about right. I think Theo gives, like, a really uncomfortable look at that. Like, conflicted about how to treat any of Callum's guilt at this point in their relationship. But, uh... Things have been quiet. Um... Per... Your paper on the subject, we haven't heard anything more from the Ash Duke. Um, uh, the ambassador is her usual self, for better or worse. That's really the best I could ask for, frankly. Mm. And by now, as Theo's gotten, like, undressed from the winter clothing, he's still wearing his backless, kind of like, almost turtleneck getup. But there's a noticeable change in him in that you can now see that he has a tattoo running up his upper arm and across his back of 
Holly. Mm. Well, I'm glad that you chose to return. I was not always certain that you would. There were a lot of things I could do, but I don't know. Felt too much like running away. Couldn't really stand that thought, so she would have been disappointed if I ran. <laughs> well, that sounds like her too, doesn't it? I, well, I've already told you this. This is a large world. Deciding to be elsewhere in it is not the same as fleeing, but I was never able to convince her of that either. And more than anything, I have work that can be done. And until oh. that gets too boring or there isn't any left, I have plenty I can do here. Maybe I'll leave again when there's something worth leaving for. But haven't found that yet. What kind of work? Now I'm interested. Well, I'm still not entirely satisfied with where things left with the Duke and the Ambassador. I'd mm. like to publish an addendum to my papers, given everything I know and some distance from the matter, and ideally some more information on the days that have passed since. And then I'd like to take that and, well, I'd like to ideally go and speak with our other friend at the end of the river. Oh. I think it'd be a keen idea to publish something regarding her as well, since it was so useful to be able to speak to her, given our previous issue. Mm. Having that, well, accounted for in the future would be helpful to anyone else who follows suit. Well, your office and... Oh. Well, first of all, um, your room is exactly the way you left it hasn't been touched. Oh, um... I... Oh. had been hoping that you would return, and I did have an office prepared for you. It's down the hall. Oh, um... Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll be sure to take a closer look when I have a little more time after I've settled in a bit. Um... Of course. So you said they were friends of friends. Yep. So I'm assuming Cobb, mm -hmm. Tissa, Penelope. Yes. Old friends. Who else uh, could be a source of such consistent uh, changes here in a place that never changes? Right. Well, let's go get some hot soup. I'm a little hungry myself. Soup sounds good. I've been eating nothing but dried meat for the last god I don't even know how long yeah I both respect your toughness and lament your constant need to prove it let's let's just get you some soup and I think it is a couple weeks later when the crew of the Westbreaker finally makes it back to Dunbarrow it is a sunny day the freak snowstorm is finished. The weather has not quite warmed up, but at the very least cleared up. And as Cobb, Tissa, and Penelope approach the little village, it is bright and sunny 
and you can see light reflecting off of those eerie pearl javelins that everyone uses for decoration here. Nope, must still not like them. <laughs> I was hoping maybe after a little bit away they'd grow on me. I'd come back and be like, oh, hey, remember the good times? And no. No, I don't. Don't like them at all. Oh, I think they're charming, Captain. <laughs> and as you approach the monastery, you hear, well, what Penelope immediately recognizes as the sounds of cloud elk coming from the barn. Penelope spins around and turns towards the sound. Yeah, there are a pair of cloud elk in the barn. One of them, actually both of them you recognize. Let's not play this game again. <laughs> One of them is tall and dark and mottled, and it is Jem. You know Jem. I know Jem. The other one is kind of a tawny golden color and has pronounced teeth. <laughs> and you said I recognize the second one as well? It is daybreak. Ah. It is always daybreak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Penelope gives a wave. Hi, Jem. Hi, daybreak. Hi. Nice to see you folks. I'm an elk. Shh. What? Daybreak yeah. is here. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, that's good. They're still here. Daybreak kind of just like stares at Cobb. <laughs> this affronted moment of being centuries old and being taunted in such a fashion. <laughs> well, regardless. I'm mostly staying out here. There's a lot of really weird creatures in there that I don't like. Mm. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be... Cobb kind of walks up so he's not yelling across the courtyard. Oh, yeah, that, uh... The arcanists, um... Pet... Well, not pet, familiars? Lesser demons. Familiars. Familiars. Yeah. Because everyone here seems to have either, like, a cat or a dog or something, so it messes with my, uh... Recognition. Yeah... There's a weird cat that does not like me. Mutual, I assure you. And there's a weird dog that does like me. Not mutual. <laughs> mm. You don't get to long? No. Mm. That cat is kind of creepy. Yeah, most of the time when cats have one eye, it's um, not in the middle like that. Well, um... Oh, hey, you've got the thing. We have the thing. Oh, yes, yes. We have a present. I made the big guy carrying it because he doesn't seem to be bothered by it, and that's nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Her Majesty has gone on a walk. So she's not at the monastery right now. But you can talk to the old guy. Yeah, why don't we do that? If if she'll be back, I'm kind of hungry anyways, and uh, I could use a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them I sent you. They're not going to care. <laughs> do they even know about you? Some of them. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that is in keeping with your personality. <laughs> and I think Daybreak trots out of the barn. I'm going to go look for Her Majesty, actually. And then they um, kind of straighten up and just slowly turn into their humanoid shape with their golden hair and, again, huge prominent teeth. And they untether Jem. Yeah. Let's go find Her Majesty and the boss. We'll, uh, we'll bring them back. We'll be here. This place has really good soup. 
Yeah, it's true, actually. They do have good food here. What do you think, Jim? Should we get some for the road? Yeah, maybe not. I don't want to go inside. It's creepy in there. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, let's go get some soup, everybody. I I could eat. <laughs> Daybreak goes back to having wings and the two of them flap off. Let's say it is around lunchtime when you go to the... Where are you headed? Are you just headed straight for the mess hall? Just like, hey, remember us? Soup, please? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how Penelope rolls. I think Cobb wants to, but catches himself at the last second. It's kind of like, ah, we should go say hi first. Penelope, you're fine. Oh, and things had been extremely peaceful the last few weeks. Oh, you're right back too. Welcome back. Cobb looks around for a Oh, Theo, you're you're here. Um, how'd it go? Hi. It went well, Penelope. Hello. Um, I only arrived a. Uh, few weeks ahead of you, but it was a fruitful journey. Thank you for asking. Oh, it's nice good. to see all of you. Oh. Likewise. Good to see you too. And and Cobb claps Theo on the shoulder probably harder than he should. <coughs> oh, yep. That's a, uh, yep. Still big old ham hands. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, um, it's about lunch. Why don't you all come inside? We can have a chat over some some food. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, just, well, you know where the mess hall is, but I'll lead the way out of good manners. That would be wonderful. Thanks, Theo. Of course. And Tissa, I see you've, um, you're in good health as well. It's great to see you. It's good to see you too. Um, wow. You've been a long way. Um. Tissa, Tissa, Tissa. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tissa, hey, you should ask him about the... And Gideon makes a little, like, glaive motion with her oh, hands. Oh, 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 um, um, yeah. Um, um, I got this as a present. And Tissa points to her new spear, which is, in fact, a long spear with a long blade at the end. And I don't know how it works. Oh, um... Well, I'm, I'm sure between the two of us, we could sit down and work that out. Yeah, because you're good at this kind of thing. Um, thank you. Of, of course. And, and, um, I read your book a bunch, and I read it to some kids who liked it too. And, um, wow, you've been a long way. Like, it's all over your coat there. Um. That's good. Thank you. I'm glad that they liked the book. It, um, I think Theo starts getting flustered and like turning a little red. Um, let's go in inside. Um, you're putting me on the spot a bit with that. Um, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go eat. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you settle on into the mess hall and get some soup and some big old loaves of freshly baked bread. That does sound really good, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. The bread is still the best part. Oh, absolutely. It is nice and cozy. It is nice and cozy in Dunbarrow. The monastery is, as usual, a little bit dim and a little bit low-ceilinged, but charming and pleasant. 
in its own way. So, Theo, are you going to be back for for good, or is this just a, a passing thing? Did we catch it a good time? I'm planning to stay for as long as I have work to do here at the monastery, which is for the immediate uh, future, but I'm not necessarily um, planning to stay indefinitely. I haven't really made up my mind exactly um, what I'm going to do next, just taking care of some uh, unfinished business here, and then we'll see what I decide afterwards. I was hoping to do some more research regarding the demons local to the area, and then um, potentially move on to uh, other other regions and territories to do the same. Bring back the documentation and all the notes here to be kept at the monastery. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, if you ever need a lift, we do have a ship. Now, I was... Considering this, I, um, it was a bit of a long journey all the way to the Rhyme, and I put on a little bit of, um, a definition in my journeys, but, uh, after seeing you again, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe, uh, sailing on a vessel is the best way to gain a little muscle. Well, I, I do run a pretty good fitness program. <laughs> I'm beginning to realize. Somewhere in the far north... You gain the distinct impression that somebody has just awakened as if from a cruel nightmare. <laughs> Sat bolt upright in bed, gasping for air. <sighs> I don't think, actually, I don't think Coach Cobb has coached anybody in season two. <laughs> yeah, I think Theo's just like, I really had thought the size difference between us would have gotten a little bit closer. But seeing you again, I'm very clearly mistaken and uh, a bit naive. Oh. Mm. You just need some more soup. I've been having a lot of soup in the last few weeks. I don't know if that's necessarily the key, but I will try anything at least once or a dozen times. That's the spirit. <laughs> As Theo eats some more soup. Mm. Oh, I'm still not very good at the jokes, am I? No, no, you're doing, you're doing great. Uh, oh, hmm, um, okay. I'm a little confused. Um, oh, Penelope has that effect on people. Oh, I am very aware. Penelope kind of tilts her head to the side. Now she's confused. <laughs> but goes back to eating her soup and bread. That was rude of me. I'm sorry. Um, how have all of you been? What have you been up to? It's been so long I haven't seen any of you. Anything, well, you know, Sans new spear? Anything else of... I guess interest? Um, wow. Uh, did you know that there was an eighth day, Lith? I'm sorry, what now? Um, mm -hmm. um, 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 oh. there was an eighth day, Lith? Mm hmm. Yeah, it's. His name is Juga, and he got shattered into lots and lots of little pieces. Yeah, we're we're actually here with uh with a present for our good friend and and Cobb takes the staff out. See the the little the little guy up there, the little green guy, that's him. The thing that's too bright oh. that you can't look at? Yeah, it has an extremely intense and bright uh presence. Um <laughs> the little fractured piece of stone sitting in a wrought iron cage at the top of this rustic staff 
is not literally, but magically luminous. It is difficult for Tissa to look at. Right, sorry. I forgot that some people, uh, it's it's a little brighter to some folks than it is for me. Uh, sorry about that, and Cobb puts it away. Theo is, like, reaching behind himself, like, off the table, and it's, like, snapping his fingers until Ira comes, and without breaking eye contact with the spear, just says, notebook. Yep. Notebook. <laughs> yeah. And pretty soon, you hear her nails click-clacking out of the mess hall and click-clacking back in, and you feel her pressing the notebook into your hand. Yeah, and immediately starts uh, taking notes with the charcoal pencil. Okay, this is fascinating, extremely strange, um, and uh, a lot. That's a lot. Falcon will be able to tell you more about it. This was hers originally. It's, um, but it is a lot. Yeah, yes, that, 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 that would be... What do I even put at the top of the page? Where do you begin? Eighth this? Like And yeah, Theo just starts getting a little lost. Well, I, I think you finish your soup first. Don't don't drop your notepad in your food. Oh yeah, food. Um good oh. point. Thank you, Cobb. If there's anybody on this planet that can eat and take faithful notes at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Theo's response to that is to pick up the bowl and start holding it to his mouth. I can't drop the notebook in the bowl if I'm more likely to drop the bowl on the notebook. Mm, No, that's smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Clever. It is a greenish-gray stone. It's extremely unremarkable feeling and extremely remarkable feeling. And it is hard to tell. Because you can't quite hear its voice that clearly. But it is looking for someone. Huh. Interesting. It's... it's, You said you were... You were were bringing this to someone. Oh, uh, yes. uh, Some other guests here. uh, Rada and Folkwin? And and Daybreak and... And Jem. Sorry, Jem. I forgot your name for a second there. Oh, um, I'll admit I hadn't pried too much into what they were doing here. I just gave them a respectful distance. I didn't really inquire too much, so this is the first I'm hearing of it. I've got a question. Have you interacted at all with the actual dragon? Excuse me? They have interacted with Ira. They do not like Ira, although Ira seems very interested in them. Okay. Like... So, um, I would have, it would have to be a yes then, because I might have to walk that entire thing back because Ira and Theo can communicate with each other. So yeah, I imagine if Ira knows what's up, then Theo would. Yes. Your father's guests are traveling with a dragon, probably by the standards of dragons, roughly adolescent. Okay. They prefer to spend time in the barn with the cloud elk and the horses and stuff because the familiars creep them out. Gotcha. I would imagine for for Daybreak, it's like going to a house that's full of spiders. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, they're like friendly spiders. Are any of them spiders? Because I know um, the older Arcanist's cat and Ira... 
And I think that there are other hounds, like Yera, but are there any spiders? There are. <laughs> Excellent, good. Okay. This is all a lot to take in for Theo. Yeah, that's... It's also a lot for me to take in and decide how Theo feels about them. Okay. Book what it should be noted is always extremely pleasant and polite. Sometimes a little bit, as you noticed, a little bit stiff, but uh, mm. very friendly. I don't imagine Rada and Theo have spoke much because Rada is not particularly talkative. They're just kind yeah. of... They're kind of snippy, but I don't know if Theo would have given them a reason to be, so... I think it's probably the kind of thing where, like, they would catch each other passing in the halls of the monastery and exchange pleasantries, but neither of them ever have an excuse to talk beyond that, and so they just don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I imagine it's one of those, like, hey, hey, and that's it. Yeah. They do the awkward smile you do when your coworker comes in the room and you have nothing to say to them, but you need to acknowledge their existence. Like the little head nod, counter head nod. Yeah. Speaking of daybreak, wow, they've been gone a bit, huh? Well, they've always come back so far. Mm. So far. So far. How long has it been? Yeah, daybreak's been gone for... I think, like, you guys have had a chance to eat dinner and we're nearing on, like, an hour. Oh, okay. Actually, Penelope is going to roll a thing to see if... If she realizes Daybreak's been gone for a while. I guess that'd be, I guess probably just a straight up sensitivity. Yeah, okay. Roll them shakers. <laughs> Snake eyes. Snake eyes. If you keep the edge success, I will tell you lots of things. I think Penelope's going to take the edge success. All right. Penelope goes into her mind palace mm -hmm. and is bombarded with facts. It's cold out. It's snowy. The mountain's going to be slick. It's going to be hard to climb. Anyone trying to climb the mountain's probably going to fall off. There's so many demons. Oh my God, there's so many demons around here. This is a super unsafe place to be. Why was Rada out without Jem? That's bizarre. That is. Something is amiss. I think Penelope kind of like lifts up her eyes and just says, we need to find Daybreak. Something's off. Okay. Um... Penelope returns from the Mind Palace <laughs> with a mission. Tom kind of <laughs> looks over to Theo. Do you know where they might have gone? Not specifically. Um, I could ask to see if any of the other Arcanists uh, spoke to them before they left, gave any indication of where they were going. I'll go check with my father as well. Mm. And Theo gets up and walks away from the table to go address Callum and then speak to the other Arcanists to see if they know where they went. Thank you. Callum is, uh, as usual, in his office reading got that weird cat sitting on the windowsill next to him. Oh. I don't suppose you know where our other guests may have gone to. Um, they stepped out of the monastery and they've been gone for some time and haven't returned. Mm. 
if I remember right, I mean, Folkwin does like the mountain. Okay. I mean, Rada's going to go wherever she goes. That's... Well, one of those was helpful, at least. Um, okay. If there's anything else that comes to mind, um, let me know. Right. Uh, I'll take a look around the village. If you could. Um, hmm. Or at least ask someone to. He just kind of slowly turns around to look at the windowsill and his familiar gets up and shakes itself off and hops off to start exploring the village. Theo gives it an eye. Does not say thank you, but looks. It, it, it gives Theo an eye. <laughs> gives it a look. Like, I know I should say thank you. And I know you know I should say thank you. But yeah. we're both going to agree that I don't. Yeah, and I think it gives you the exact same look back. <laughs> you know, one of these days he'll learn to get along with people. I wouldn't really count on it, but who knows? Anything can happen. I suppose so. And Callum pushes himself up to get up and start talking to the other Arcanists. Uh, yeah, and Theo just kind of splits the other way and... They kind of divide the work. And, um... I was going to say, uh, Cobb is also going to turn to Tissa and just go, do you think, um, and, and kind of not shake the staff, but kind of motion to it, do you think he might know where they are? Oh. That would make sense, because she probably... Well, I don't know if she has her other staff. I guess we could try asking. It's, he's hard to talk to. I'm, I, I'm not any good at it. Um, we should try. What are the spell pieces here? The spell pieces here are study, knowledge, counsel, sage, quiet, and still. Hmm. What do you think about speaking counsel? I like that a great deal, actually. Cobb, do you want to get in on this, or shall we just have Tissa do it? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, let's get Cobb in on this. Cobb has the spell piece crew. All right. Speaking counsel for the crew. Yeah. Uh, get him out, I guess? Yeah, Cobb takes the staff out and kind of, you know, puts it in the middle of everybody and just holds it there. Um, hmm. Tissa puts both her hands on the table next to it and nods for Cobb to do the same. And he will follow suit. And the little piece of stone starts to shine with sparkly, sandy colored and little bits of wavy blue reflecting as though play of the light like light on a cave wall from the sea and how much does it cost for Juga to say something to us since it's you guys I'm gonna ask for like this is a chord too I'm gonna ask for like eight I think all right it was very hard for you guys to get direct feedback from him before. How do you want to split it? Uh, four and four. Sure. Works with me. The stone begins to glow and you can tell that it 
first of all, it's definitely pulling in a direction. There's definitely a directionality to this glow and this magnetic feeling that is toward the river. And it's very distant. It's as if you're hearing it like underwater, but you can hear just like a quiet, pleasant voice echoing around a cave. Did she go all the way to the river's origin? That would make sense. That's exactly the kind of thing that, that she would do and that Rada would begrudgingly follow. Mm. Strange, though, that they didn't... Well, actually, I guess it's not that strange. Uh, I don't believe Daybreak would like to go see her at all if mm. they're uncomfortable around um, Ira and uh, Kitty. Though mm. so I bet that she and the lady would do pretty good. I think... Oh, of course. Falkwin is nothing but diplomatic. But that seems to be a good starting direction, at least. Shall we go let everyone else know? Mm, yeah. And I guess by everyone, I mean Theo and Ira. Yeah, let's go find Theo and Ira. Yeah, I think Theo returns from talking to the Arcanists, and provided there's nothing of note to say, Cat, I can just pop in. and. Yeah. Okay, so I... Callum and I spoke to some of the other Arcanists... Really not anything of note. Um, Callum said that they seemed interested in potentially trekking up the mountain, possibly. Um, really the only lead I was able to dredge up. Mm. Well, that would fit with what we discovered. There is, uh, well, you know about her. You were there. Uh, we think they went to go see the, what is her name? Uh, the lady at the river's origin. Yes, her. We're pretty certain they've gone to see her. That is exactly something that Falcon would do. Oh. Um. Okay. All right, then. Um. I guess we can follow suit if you're keen to do so. I'm not certain exactly how worried you are about them. We can leave if you'd like. Mm. So the party heads toward the mountain. Not quite toward the mountain, up the river. It is cold. It is not pleasant in Dunbarrow this time of year. The monastery is warm and friendly and inviting. The foothills could be worse. They could be the mountain. But that is, uh, if you'll forgive my saying so, cold comfort. <laughs> Uh, I asked you to forgive me. I demanded it. <laughs> I like it. That's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you you walk up the river. If I recall correctly, it was about half a day's journey, wasn't it? Yes, something like that. Or was it a day and a half? Ah, shit. I mean, given the weather, you could always just hit us with the it takes a couple days because of the weather. Yeah, but... Then just like them just dipping doesn't really make a ton of sense either. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's half a day because we spent a while running from hounds and then we spent a while tracking and then we spent a while chasing after a possessed Penelope. Yeah. And had to undo all that and then go again. Exactly. I think that uh, since you guys met around lunchtime, we're going to say that you reach the, unless there's something you want to do on the way there, you reach the cave at the river's origin, like around nightfall. And 
Yeah, you do in fact see a pair of cloud elk standing outside the waterfall. One of them is tawny golden colored and one of them is gem. Oh, hey guys, the golden one says. Hello. Not a fan of inside, I take it. What? Don't like demons. True. How long have they been in there? Mm, couple hours. All right. Well, is that weird? Is Rada inside? Yeah. You know them. They're not going to leave her majesty. They're both in there. I just didn't want it because I don't like demons. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> Penelope gives a little chuckle. Oh, hey, it's you. I think Ira like trots up to this golden talking cloud elk <laughs> to say hello. And Daybreak is like, hello. Hello to you, dog. <laughs> Greetings. Her name is Ira. Greetings, friend of dog. She's not exactly a dog either. I know. Technically. Um, lots of people aren't exactly lots of things. Oh, I just figured. Well, I don't know what I figured. I'll keep it to myself, I guess. Yeah. But nice to see you uh, found these guys. Yes, well, a little bit of finding each other. Um, they came to us. Oh. Yeah, one time they came to my house to yell at me. Cobb is just kind of like <laughs> nodding and, and has a knowing look on his face. <laughs> Do you guys ever begin a relationship with people in a way that most would consider normal? Or is it usually under strange circumstances? Because I'm beginning to build a theory. Wait, do you just go to people's houses and yell at them? Like, is that a thing that you do habitually? I thought I was special. Penelope. <laughs> well, we, I did yell at that Penelope. noble demon. I, you did do that. I mean... Oh, why'd you do that? I, they were being a jerk. We, uh, you think everyone is being a jerk? Because <laughs> you usually are. First of all, this is not about me. Second of all, no. <laughs> I can... That, that's it. <laughs> I think, like, Daybreak stands and straightens up into a human form that is pointedly and deliberately larger than Cobb. <laughs> See, now that's what I was expecting when I came back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with this guy. He thinks everyone's a jerk and he gets to do the yelling because he's the biggest. Now I'm the biggest. And you're the jerk. And now you're doing the yelling. <laughs> yeah. We've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, it has. I think Penelope tries to stifle a smile. At, like, Because Penelope's had the, like, Cobb dad uh, feeling before where it's like, thanks, dad. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Look at me. I'm bigger than everyone. That makes me in charge. You're not allowed to scare people a little bit. It's not nice. It's not nice. It isn't. It's not. I'm going to go into the cave now. You all can continue this. Have fun. At your leisure. Oh, yes, we should. I'm going <clears> to. <throat> You're taking her with you, right? And <laughs> Daybreak points at Ida. Now you are being sort of rude. They're, they're always rude. Don't don't worry about it. it it's, it's a lovable rudeness, though. Aw. Ida, stay. I think you. What? <laughs> Cobb just kind of shrugs as, as he walks inside. Come on, Penelope. We have a very important delivery to make. All right, all right, yes. 
I guess you'll just have to determine whether you hate the dog more or the demon. Oh, you two will get along just great. Ira, watch the cloud elk. And you head into the quiet little cavern and you hear quiet voices in conversation. Um, Cobb, can I ask you to do me a favor? Can you hold a couple things for me? Uh, sure. Theo takes off the coat and hands it to Cobb. Okay, and anything else? No, that that's all for the okay. moment. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, and Theo is visibly affected by the cold at this point. A little bit of, uh, intentional uncomfortableness, uh, as a sign of respect for the demon. So thank you, uh, for holding that for me. Uh, and then Theo continues walking. Yeah. And when you get to the cavern, you see the Lady of the River's Origin propped up on her elbows on the edge of the pool with her head on the backs of her palms. And seated nearby on the ground is Fulquin in her big fluffy coat. And between them is just like a simple little board game, like a chess or something. And the demon reaches forward and picks up a piece delicately with her long, slightly webbed fingers, moves it, and Fulquin gives a, wow, you're so good at this. Rada is standing near the entrance to the cavern at attention as if guarding it. They look out of the corner of their eyes and see Theo approach and just, oh, hey. Oh, no, we're late. Oh, we're late. I told Mr. Callum we'd be back by now. Rada! I told Mr. Callum we'd be back right now. And Rada shrugs. Sorry. Uh, think nothing of it. it. It's fine. That's okay. It happens. It happens. Oh, hey, loser. Uh, hey. What are you doing here? We came looking for you folks. Oh. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, it seems I was more concerned than need be. <gasps> and Fulquin pushes herself up, bows to the Lady of the River's Origin. Excuse me, please, for just a moment. <gasps> Penelope! And just, like, launches herself at Penelope for a hug. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> oh. Penelope! <laughs> Tissa! Tissa, Tissa! And likewise, she reaches down and grabs Tissa's hands for a shake, knowing that Tissa doesn't like to be ambushed. <laughs> Hi! And then, like, hops up to throw her arms around Cobb's neck for a hug, and just kind of dangles off him for a second. Aww. Nice to see you too, Falkland. Well, now, now I feel bad if you were supposed to be somewhere, because we've brought you a present, and I think that we're just going to be... <gasps> It's encouraging Hannah. bad behavior and you you and no 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 you got him back and Cobb dramatically slowly pulls the staff out from under his coat. <gasps> oh, I missed you! And she reaches up and grabs her staff and cradles it against her cheek. I missed you so much. I was so worried. Well, he told us where to find you. Don't worry, I'm not going to let a demon steal you ever again. I'm learning lots. Yeah, piece of work, that guy. 
Yeah. He didn't hurt you, did he? This time, no, actually. This time? Not for lack of trying. Guys. Guys. Fulquin's eyes just go all huge and misty. No, it's, it's, well. He's really big. We're glad that you appreciate it. You guys are the best. And, oh, you've met my friend, the lady of the river's origin. We met today. She's very good at games. During uh, everyone's reunion, Theo approached the edge of the pool of water and, as last time, sat down on his knees at the edge and gave a very respectful, slight bow of the head. Hello again, little emissary. It is a pleasure, Mm. lady. I had not initially planned to visit you again today, but as I have found myself here, I felt compelled to once again offer you my thanks. The last time we spoke, you did a great deal in aiding me. So again, I am... Mm immeasurably grateful. And I would like to also ask your permission to return and inquire, ask questions of you. Mm. None too invasive. But it seems you have a liking for games, and much of what we know about you is old. I would like to learn more, if you'd be kind enough to share with me. Mm. Come visit with a board, and I'll play you for your answers, hmm? should be careful. I'm very sharp, but I will accept that challenge. I mentioned offhandedly that I was bored. And she... And the demon gestures toward the game board. Ah. Has been entertaining. And Theo looks over his shoulder. Perhaps she'd make a good arcanist then. Someone other than your Agrippina has laid claim to that one. Hmm. Well, regardless, I simply wanted to extend my thanks once again. You're welcome to come visit. I will accept that invitation. Hardly. And Theo stands and offers another bow and starts to walk back over to the group and kind of hands out, ready for that coat back, uh, starting to shake. Immediately, the composure <laughs> starts falling apart as he gets away from the pool of water and starts shivering. Yeah, Cobb tosses the coat to Theo like a towel. So fucking cold. <clears throat> now you're telling me. Well, it sounds like I have to go back, lady. It looks like everyone was worried. It was nice playing with you today. And also, it was nice playing with you. Thank you for your visit. Be careful. Hmm? Oh, of course, yeah. We're just probably going to fly back now that uh, Daybreak brought Jem over. (laughs) (gasps) Penelope's here. That means Pollyanna's here too, right? Polly is outside, um, entertaining. Bye, lady, take care. And Fulquin gives a bow and heads outside to go give Pollyanna a big hug as well. 
Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's just out this way. Holly! <laughs> oh, look how cute you are. Look how cute you are. <gasps> Ida! My goodness. What a cute demon you are. The cutest demon I ever saw. Yes. Wow, daybreak! <laughs> you look like Cobb! And now I do think it's memory time. <laughs> My favorite memory was bullying Cobb. I liked that too. <laughs> that was quite good. It was pretty good. I'm Cobb. Do, do, do. So, I'm Cobb. Yar, yar, yar. <laughs> yar, yar, yar. Give to me your memories or I will die. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have Dylan back. Yeah. Yeah. No. <gasps> oh no. I I will oh, admit no. I me when when Cat mentioned uh, about getting you back, Dylan. I was figuring it would be a while from now, so I was pleasantly surprised that it was this week. Yay! Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Oh, we were gonna go to Dunbarrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for rolling for like twenty gigantic plot things all at once. <laughs> oh, man, you should have seen my face. <laughs> the terrifying focus that must have been in my eyes of like, okay, okay, unpack all of this and do something with it that makes sense. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. My my memory, because no one else is saying any, and I wanted to go last because I'm the guest, but I guess... We don't respect guests in this house. We don't, um, I'm afraid. I wish we did, but... <laughs> my memory, my favorite moment, is the fact that Theo exactly once during this episode said father. It's true. Yeah. It's exactly true. And introduced himself as Theodore, which was... Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Peculiar to me. <laughs> Yes, the father thing was intentional, and he was definitely on the inside going, what the fuck did you just say to himself? <laughs> the Theo taking big steps. Theo taking big steps. Yeah, no, I'm liking proactive Theo. It's that road life. Yeah. Got him all kinds of growed up. Powerful. I actually really like the eating soup scene. It's an important mainstay of sort of symphonies is sharing meal. This is very true. Yeah. We love to do it. And I thought it was a really good, like, catching up scene with Theo and getting to be nonchalant about things that you should absolutely not be nonchalant about. Yeah. Everyone, thank you very much for playing with me this week. This was it a good was a week. pleasure. And I'm so glad we had a guest. <gasps> oh, no. Very special guest. Me? No. Shock. Everyone, this has been wonderful. We've had a great time. Listener, thank you very much for joining us. It makes us happy when you do that. So thanks for that. If you would like to talk to us about soup and bread, you can find us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs or on our website, sortofsymphonies.com. You can also join our Discord, which is in our pinned tweet on Twitter, or the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord. There's a lot of ways to find us and tell us about soup and bread. I absolutely want to hear about soup and bread. I'm not even joking. He's not. 
He doesn't fuck around with soup and bread, listener. But if people want to tell Dylan about soup and bread, how can they find you, Dylan? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at lasers with a Z underscore forever, where I will tweet my anime hot takes and none of you can stop me. Mm-hmm. And also talk about inside jokes in the TFTT Discord, which you can also follow at TFTT Presents on Twitter, which is where we talk about the show that I make with Kat and some other friends of ours. That's very cool and fun and yeah. good. And the third show that you make with Kat. Yes. And... And and the secret, not so secret, third show. It's true, because called. Uh, I was gonna come up with a, a joke name, and then my brain uh, went empty. Road to Heaven is gonna be awesome. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is absolutely ten on ten, all anime, all the time, mm-hmm. and you will love it because mm-hmm. all of the characters are amazing, and so is the cast. Mm-hmm. Nope. All Stone Cold Truth Facts. Now is the time when we say goodbye to the listener. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. They may descend from their perfect heaven in their perfect choirs. They may rend us and tear us and dissolve our world into nothing with their holy harmony. But we will show them the music of war. We will be the ones to damn the angels. Roar to Heaven is a limited-run actual play series about Marcosia's team, a crew of young hymnal pilots struggling to find a future in a world besieged by the angels. Join Lin Flannery, Balthazar, and their commanding officer Mia as they wrestle with adolescence cut short by the apocalypse. Run by an award-winning crew and staffed by paid performers, Roar to Heaven is an experience unlike anything you've ever heard. We debuted June 2022. Join us on the front lines.